Today, Nayib Bukele declares victory in El Salvador, the EU continues to debate funding for Ukraine, and Tucker Carlson arrives in Moscow. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 5th of February 2024. El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, has won re-election today in a resounding victory that has essentially wiped out the opposition. Bukele claimed victory just hours after the polls closed yesterday, and before the country's electoral body had announced the official results. Provisional results showed Bukele winning 83% support, with 31% of the votes counted. Speaking to a crowd of supporters in San Salvador's central square last night, Bukele said the opposition was pulverised and promised to continue his harsh crackdown on gangs. The 42-year-old is also expected to tackle the economy when his second term begins in June, with Salvadorian GDP expected to grow 2% this year, and a quarter of the country's population are living in poverty. Bukele, who leads the Nuevas Ideas, New Ideas Party, has one of the highest approval ratings of any world leader. In the last few years, El Salvador has gone from one of the most violent countries in Latin America to one of the safest today, largely due to Bukele's mass incarceration of 1% of the country's population. His victory makes him the first Salvadorian president to be re-elected since the 1930s, but some opponents are concerned about what this means for democracy. Since first coming to power in 2019, Bukele has used his strong majority to install loyalists in the courts and overhaul state institutions, solidifying control over government bodies. This has led some analysts to fear that Bukele, who calls himself the world's coolest dictator on X, could change the constitution to allow indefinite re-election. When asked by reporters if he planned to change the constitution, Bukele said he didn't think a reform would be necessary, but he didn't directly answer questions about whether he'd run for a third term. Bukele's bid for re-election had already been criticised too, after judges picked by his party overturned a ban on serving consecutive terms, which allowed him to run again. Bukele also remains a polarising figure despite his massive popularity. An estimated 76,000 people have so far been locked up under emergency measures to tackle violent crime, which has reduced homicides but has also concerned human rights groups, who say thousands of people have been arbitrarily arrested. While Bukele's policies for his second term aren't clear yet, voters are hoping for more economic opportunities. The government is keen to secure a $1.3 billion deal with the IMF, but the IMF has also opposed Bukele's decision to make Bitcoin legal tender back in 2021. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Today, another hurdle for the EU's funding to Ukraine has appeared. After weeks of negotiations between EU leaders and Hungary's Viktor Orban to get defence funding for Ukraine approved, Germany has now come up with new objections. Last week, EU leaders agreed on a €50 billion budget for Ukraine, but the issue of military funding was not resolved. Why? Well, because the European Peace Facility, EPF, a €12 billion fund, is running low. The EPF fund was used to pay back countries who sent arms to Ukraine, but now it needs more money to continue doing so. There is a plan to add 5 billion euros to the fund, but this plan is now being delayed. So why the new delay? Well, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz isn't happy that Brussels expects countries to pay first and then get refunded, and this has prompted calls to reform the fund. Berlin's economy has been in decline for a while now, and is under intense fiscal constraints, so they want to make sure that the terms of the fund work for them before agreeing to anything. Berlin wants the cost of weapons it sends to Kyiv to be subtracted from its share of the fund, 
but there are worries from smaller EU states that this would significantly reduce the size of the fund. Time is running out to come to some sort of agreement, and last week the EU announced that it will not be able to keep its promise to send one million artillery shells to Ukraine by March. As the Pakistani province of Khyber Pakhtunwa prepares itself for the general election on February the 8th, it has been reported that there's been a serious uptick in violence. At least 10 police officers were killed and another six injured in an attack early this morning at a police station in northwestern Pakistan. The attack appeared to be targeted, with the attackers using sniper rifles against members of the police forces. Tehrik e Taliban Pakistan, TPJ, which are themselves believed to be a splinter group from the banned Pakistani Taliban, claimed responsibility for the attack. The group wants to overthrow the government and establish strict religious law. The TPJ have claimed responsibility for a few attacks over the last few months. In December, they killed 23 troops and wounded 32 in a suicide bomb outside a police station. And last month, 101 people were killed in a suicide bomb attack at a mosque in the regional capital of Peshawar. It's not only the TPJ, though, that have been involved in the violence in the run-up to the election. The outlawed Balochistan Liberation Army, BLA, killed 15 people last week in a targeted attack against military and security installations. For their part, the BLA wants Balochistan to secede from Pakistan. It's been reported this morning that Tucker Carlson, an American presenter who formerly worked at Fox News, has been spotted in Moscow. Russian media has apparently shown him watching a performance of Spartacus at Moscow's Bolshoi Theatre. Now, it's well known that Mr. Carlson holds sympathetic views towards both Russia and Vladimir Putin, which has led to speculation that Mr. Carlson is in the country to interview the Russian president. Adding to this speculation is the fact that Russian state TV ran an ad of Mr. Carlson last year. As part of this ad, it's claimed that the high-profile American presenter is moving to another level. Here. Mr. Carlson would be the first Western journalist to interview Vladimir Putin since the war in Ukraine began, were this speculation to be true. Some US politicians have backed Carlson, with Marjorie Taylor Greene, a member of the US House of Representatives from Georgia, saying that Democrats and their propagandists in the media are spasming at the prospect of Tucker Carlson interviewing Putin. In fact, it was only last month that former President Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr., said Carlson was a contender to be his dad's running mate in the 2024 general election. Others, though, have been more critical. Bill Browder, a British financer and critic of Putin, has said that Carlson is either in Russia because he's remarkably stupid or consciously evil. No other excuse. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss renewable electricity in Scotland. Following some analysis of energy figures, it's been reported this week that in 2022, for the first time, Scotland generated more electricity from renewables than they used. In total, renewables accounted for 113% of demand. This coincides with a decline in fossil fuels in the UK, as electricity generation from such sources have declined to their lowest level in seven decades. Geopolitics and national security issues definitely seem to be getting more difficult right now, as we regularly cover in our videos. But when it comes to your personal security, that's never been easier thanks to our sponsor NordVPN. That's because NordVPN offers you one-click protection, with their threat protection service shielding you from malware, trackers and ads, especially when you're on dodgy public Wi-Fi networks. Not only that, but their dark web monitoring service actively notifies you if someone leaks your credentials, helping you stay one step ahead. All of this protection doesn't have to come at the expense of great connection though, with NordVPN offering the very fastest service of any VPN, allowing you to connect almost instantly anywhere in the world. 
Throw in their 24-7 customer service, dedicated apps on all major platforms, one account protecting six devices and 30-day money-back guarantee, and it's hard to come up with reasons not to sign up. Plus, if you sign up for a two-year plan using our link, you'll not only get a massive discount, but you'll also get four extra months totally free. So if you're trying to improve our journalism by signing up for Nord, make sure you click our link and you'll get their great service at a discount.